Some of the challenges um, Christians have is the thought process of why were we created only to sin and then get redemption for our sin through Jesus Christ? And that's a very valid question only because there's a missing, um, you're, what people have that thought process, they're not seeing the whole picture. For instance, most Christians, most teachings focus on Adam and Eve being the first man and woman on earth. And everyone came after that point that we were created in the womb to then be tested in this life. But in actuality, that's not the truth. The truth is, is that we are spiritual beings first that became flesh. And how, why am I so confident with this? How, why am I so confident about this? Is because it says so in God's word. And if you follow along with me, if you pull out your Bible and we go to the book of John, and we go to chapter three, and let's focus on, let's start from verse one. Let's begin. And before we begin to study actually today, let's take a moment um, to give thanks to our father for his word and to pray for wisdom that he opens our eyes, that we can see his word for what it is, the truth, and that we're changed by that. I pray for open our open hearts and open ears and open eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same man, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with them. Now, if you notice, this rabbi came to Jesus by night. Because remember, at this time, Jesus was considered a rebel, considered a, um, a radical. But although he was considered this, people still listened and followed. But they didn't publicly, they didn't want to publicly claim that. So this rabbi had to come after hours when no one was looking to have this conversation with Jesus. And remember, rabbis are teachers. He was a ruler of the Jews. So he was well versed in the scriptures. So keep this in mind. Jesus answered, verse 3, I said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, born again is a common term that Christians use. Usually what they mean is a symbolic rebirth, that you're turning away from sin and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's usually what born again means. That's not what Jesus was talking about here. Verse four, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? 
Verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, again, most Christians will read this verse and think, okay, you need to be baptized. You need to be baptized by water, just like how Jesus was to be born again. So most people will look at this, at this verse at face value. Let's, but Jesus goes further. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So he's making distinctions here. That the flesh and spirit are two different entities. Verse 7, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Again, for emphasis, verse 8, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. So he's now talking, now he's bringing the natural elements to explain what he means. But cannot tell whence it cometh, and whither it go. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So he uses a natural example to explain a spiritual aspect. And in actuality, if we can, I mean, we can actually even go a little bit deeper here um, and relate it back to faith is that we know there's wind, we feel it, we hear it, but we can't see it. But we don't question that's wind. But anyways, let me continue. Verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? Now, verse 10, Jesus now putting him back in, putting him in his place a little bit. Jesus answered and said unto him, art thou a master of Israel and knoweth not these things? Now again, Nicodemus was the ruler of the Jews. He was a teacher. So it's, Jesus was like, well, how, how can you not understand what I'm saying? Verse 11, verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. Verse 12, if I told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Wow. And this is why when Jesus spoke, he really um, translated to things that people can grasp and understand, things that they can relate to. Verse 13, let's go and pay attention to this verse. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. So let me repeat this verse. Let's pay close attention to what he's saying. This is Jesus now. And no man hath ascended up to heaven. So no man has gone up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven first. Even the son of man which is in heaven. Son of man referring to Jesus here. So no man has gone up to heaven. No one. He say nobody. But he that came down from heaven. So everyone that's here in this earth, in this flesh, came from heaven first. Hmm. And actually, 
if we go back to that verse about, again, verse 7, ye must be born again. That we actually translate it back to the uh, Greek here. It's actually from the Greek word anothen. And that Greek word means from above, from a higher place of things which came from heaven or God. So as you know, the scriptures were not written in English originally. It was, was written in Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. So when we're reading the scripture from just an English only understanding, we lose a lot in its translation. And as Moses, verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Verse 15, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And we'll stop here um, in the book of John. Well, actually, let's go to another verse where we where it focus on the two separate bodies. So let's go to let's go to First uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen, and let's begin in verse forty. There are also celestial. There are also celestial bodies. And that's the spiritual and body terrestrial, which is the flesh. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. So we just again the distinction. There's a spiritual and there's a physical body. There's one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. So again, the distinguishing between the terrestrial body, which is a lesser body, than our celestial body, which is supernatural. Verse 44, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. God created Adam in the garden. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. How beat that what was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural and after, afterward that which is spiritual. I can keep going. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And as is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. 
we are in the image of our spiritual bodies. Now I say, brethren, a flesh and blood, verse 50, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit in corruption. Our fleshly body cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because God is in a different dimension. That's why we can't see God face to face. But listen to this, verse 51. This is what I'm excited for. And I pray that I live to see this day. Verse 51, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Okay, what do you mean by this? And sleep here means uh, transition, you know, dying of the flesh. That's what it means here. So when you say, behold, I show you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Meaning that some of us are actually going to be in our bodies and not die. And let's let's talk about this some more in verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Mm, changed to what? Verse 53, for this corruptible must put in incorruption. Ooh, what does this mean? So our bodies are subject to decay in the flesh. But in our spiritual body, not. But if we want to be raised up, we're not being raised up in the flesh. We're being raised up in our spiritual bodies. Verse 53, for this corruptible must put in incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Huh? So our bodies are liable to die in the flesh, but in our spiritual bodies, no. But there are conditions with that, which I will probably focus on in another study. Verse 54, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. And who was victorious over death? Jesus. Jesus came down from a spiritual body into flesh so that he can sacrifice himself and participate in the death of the flesh to be raised up. He is the victor of death. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? So death has no power over you as a believer. That is if you choose Jesus. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? There's no death, there's no grave for us. Because when from our flesh body, we go into our spiritual bodies. And that's actually for Everybody. Believers or non-believers, when we all die, we go from our flesh bodies into our spiritual bodies. Verse 56, the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. 
verse 57, be thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be yet steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We have two bodies. We have a terrestrial flesh body and a celestial, a spiritual body. We're all spiritual bodies, angelic beings, however way you describe it as, prior to becoming flesh. We were not created in the flesh. We were already created in our spiritual bodies. Let's uh, continue on with, uh, let's go to the book of Genesis. Let's go to chapter one. And let's go to verse 26. And God said, let us. Now, who was he referring to us? Us, right? Now, most people will argue, oh, it was the Trinity that he was, that us was referring to. But that's not the case. Because if you translate it back into the Hebrew, and the word God here was Elohim, and Elohim is the Hebrew word. Um, let's see, let me go back. Let me go back to the word Elohim. It's plural, and it means God, goddess, godlike. Um, divine ones, angels, gods. And so the strong definition, gods in the ordinary sense, but specifically used in the plural, especially with the article of the Supreme God, occasionally applied by the way of deference to magistrates, and sometimes as a superlative, angels, exceeding God, gods, great, judge, mighty, so he, so the Elohim was in reference to, to God and the angels. So God created man. Oh, so God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. Now, which man was he referring to? We'll talk about that in a second. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So who's them? What well, we know Who do you believe is the image of God? Most Christians will argue, it's us, us. We're the son of God. We, we are the image of God. Is that is that really the case? I want you to think about that a little bit. 
Let's go to John. And let's go to chapter 14. Uh, let's begin in verse 9. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? He's referring to talk to Philip now. And you have thou not known me, Philip. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou that show us the Father? This is Jesus now talking. Jesus is the only person that came in flesh that was the direct image of God. We are not the image of God. But what we are the image of, if we go back to Genesis, it says it right here, go back to Genesis 1. Let's go back to verse 27. So God created man in his own image. We know who that man is. Jesus. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Them. Angelic beings. And God blessed him and God said unto him, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now, remember, this is day six. So when was Adam and Eve created? There's no mention of Adam and Eve here in Genesis 1. Just FYI. Just some food for thought for you. But to the point of the study is that we are we are spiritual beings living in a flesh experience. Our spiritual body preceded our physical flesh body. And when we go back to God, because most Christians understand the thought process of going back to God, well, if we're going back to God, then where did we come from? We came from God. So therefore, if we were with God, that means we were in our spiritual bodies. As Jesus said in John 3, that no one has gone to heaven without coming from heaven. Take the time to study God's word for yourself. I do encourage you to do so. Never distrust what someone is saying. And take the time to study. Go back to the original languages, Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. The King James Version is the best Bible to translate back to the original languages. Get a good concordance particularly a Strong's Concordance, Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, because not all Strong's con Concordance are the same. But ask God for wisdom and he will provide. He will open your eyes because he loves you. He wants to be with you forever. He made us eons ago. Let's go to verse 